This is about to be so cliche, but I'm ready to talk some wrestling because we just had some really great shows here that I really cannot like get off my off my my seat and shout to the top of the rooftops how great of these shows that we had here in Chicago. So I do want to talk wrestling and I say that every week, but I really, really, really mean it now. I'm a little uh, conflicted mentally, guys, because uh, today is my son's fifth birthday and uh, it brings it to my eye because I, I remember when he, I told him in one hand and you know today he told me like daddy I five now <laughs> so big day for me and also our Detroit Pistons and got a new shooting guard today got some good stuff going on with this great wrestling we did the draft is actually going on as we speak so I'm hoping hmm. by the time we get done with the podcast I look up and Trey Reaver has pulled one of his great trades out of his ass or something uh i was not happy when we went from having the worst record in the league i think 18 wins last year to dropping all the way to fifth yeah crazy so let's see let's see hey, but you, we... you know what also is crazy that What's my that? two favorite players in the nba are on the same team steph curry and cp3 <laughs> on the same team it's gonna be a a great year for the nba talk about storylines Mm. There's been some storylines already yeah. in the NBA offseason, and we got a long way to go. Long summer to go. I can't wait to see that boxing match between uh, Draymond and CP3 this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, happy birthday to little E for sure. Uh, let's birthday. get into it, guys. Oh, before we get into wrestling news, let me get the plugs out of the way first and me ask you guys to do things for us. Hit the follow button on that device you are listening to right now. So you are subscribed to the podcast. Follow us on Twitter at That's F&W. And then on YouTube, we put our full episodes up over the weekend at That's Freaking Wrestling. Speaking of That's Freaking Wrestling, start the pod by saying 42 of them things will be locked and loaded, done by the time we're done with this podcast. Big news for the future of this podcast. We are expanding to two shows a week starting on Sunday, July 2nd. We'll be moving to two pods a week. We'll be dropping on Sundays and on Wednesdays. I'm right, getting closer so and closer to this to this pay raise. Let's go. Keep on talking about it. Go ahead. Yeah, that pay yes. raise you keep talking about <laughs> yes. is within reach. Yes. For, for Rodeje. Yeah, so uh, hopefully you guys are excited as we are for bringing you more content. It just made sense, of course, at this point. Um, you know, hey, full transparency, peek behind the curtain. 
we typically never really talk about SmackDown in depth because by the time you guys hear it, it's a week past for the most part. Uh, with all these shows, now we have Collision on Saturday. We don't want to wait until Thursday to talk about Collision with WWE PLEs being on Saturday nights. A Sunday pod makes perfect sense to be able to talk SmackDown, PLEs, Collision. Collision. And then, of course, on Wednesday, we can hit you guys with Raw Talk, with AEW pay-per-views, and whatever news that hits for the week. So, hopefully you guys are super excited. Uh, thank you guys, day ones that have listened to us from episode one. If this is the first time you listen to us, shout out to you guys. Thank you guys for coming along on this journey. But yes, so that is in two weeks, right? July 2nd. That's actually the day after Money in the Bank will be our first official Sunday pod. And then we are rocking and rolling every Sunday and every Wednesday. So uh, let's start with WWE conversation. I know, E, you were ecstatic and super excited to talk about speaking of smackdown that incredible finish that we saw with the bloodline i'm going to assume completely exploding imploding however you you want to say it go ahead man take it away give it to us yes sir guys that was an amazing show we saw last friday bloodline exploded i like anything that starts with the e so i'm gonna use the exploded um, we Jeez. saw hell yeah, we gotta go with the ease, ease all day. But check this out, it was a really nicely done segment. Um, great storytelling, right? Jay started off, you know, with the promo talking to Jimmy about the, 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 the trip they've been on. How he's been, um, the second twin, you know, Jimmy is was the, the prime king. He was the most likely to succeed, you know, and, and Jay created this whole scenario and story that he was ready to step outside of his shadow and be the true right-hand man and the quote-unquote future uh, tribal chief. He looked at Jimmy and said, look, bro, you out. And he said, you know what? I'm out too. <laughs> Turns around. Wow. Super kick. Heard around the world to Roman Reigns. Solo looked on and he got two foots in his face. It's like my kids say. They don't they don't say super kids say, hey, dad, you give him the foot. That's what they call my the super foot. foot. <laughs> they got two foots. He got two foots to the face. Roman Reigns gets up off the ground. He gets two more foots to his face to start this amazing, amazing ride that we're on, guys. Um, so my question to you guys were, how'd you feel about the segment? And more importantly, what's next? Where are we going with this whole thing? I feel like y'all or Matt or you ask this like almost every single week. Like, where are we going to go next? Man, I don't know, but I'm so for the ride. Like, did we know this was going to happen? Yes, we knew that. Again, I'm still from the school of thought that I think he's going to drop the titles this year. But man, like I'm just every time, every week. But, but did we know it was going to happen on Friday? <sighs> I'm no. gonna say no. No, I'm gonna say I, I no. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no. I'm like, okay, they're gonna add some to something the had story. to happen though. Something had but to happen. Damn. Yep. I I didn't think it would be that. Not our well, I guess yes and no, because hell, weeks ago I said that I thought we would get the tag match at Money in the Bank. And, and I thought we would get SummerSlam. a fatal four-way at SummerSlam. I'm starting to pull back a tiny bit on the fatal four-way. We'll see how the tag match goals are you saying that because of time or just the match itself 
I'm saying that because of the way it played out Story last week on SmackDown. Like, I don't... The Usos are pretty much lockstep together. Yeah, look at the sides already. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know how you turn that into a Fatal 4-Way match. Maybe we get Jay and Roman already at SummerSlam. But I think... Um, well, and once again, they did it again. 10 out of 10, <laughs> right, right? Right, exactly. 100% yep. investment, execution. Jay on the mic is gold. And neither one of them were big promo guys back in the day. Not at all. It just shows Not with this storyline and just how comfortable they are now doing everything on camera. But um, if I think about this match at Money in the Bank... This match is huge. Mm-hmm. And it's a tag match for nothing but what they're calling it the Bloodline Civil War. Think Which about that. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. It's going to be another. Cool. Yeah, so we're going to have two Money in the Bank matches on this card. We're going to have at least one championship match. And that match is going to main event again. And I don't think anybody <laughs> will argue. <laughs> It shouldn't be in the main event. It should absolutely be in the main event. That I mean, shows... if, you, if you're a bloodline hater, how are you making it during this time? Are you just not watching like WWE right now? Well, you're not. You can act like <laughs> you are. It's like, I see so many people on social media talking about, uh, I, I'm over this. It's like, all right, sure you are. Yeah. It's impossible <laughs> for you to be over it. I, I can understand. Maybe it's not your complete cup of tea. Maybe you are somebody who, for just some reason, you are not a massive Roman Reigns fan. Okay, then maybe this could be a little tiring with him not showing up a lot and still having the title. But ever since they introduced this other belt with Seth, WWE is really clicking. We can nitpick. Yeah. Of course, there's still some things that um, are not fully right. And I still kind of point to the women's division with that. But we see just how quickly Raw has gotten better because there's a top belt, which now makes a top star besides Cody on that brand. And I think that you can really tell the difference for that. So I'm here for it. Like I said, I loved it. I thought it was incredible. I didn't expect us to get that much of the story all in one night like we did. And that was the icing on the cake because there were some other really good things, too, in that show. But, uh, I mean, they're, they're doing some awesome stuff. I don't give a damn if Vince is still. I know Ricochet came out today. I guess he had an interview when he made a comment about uh, Vince is, like, still really in charge, you know, really in creative. I don't think he used the word in charge. But he said that everything is kind of ran through him. He's available to talk to, et cetera, et cetera. I don't give a damn. Because what I'm seeing <laughs> on my TV is worlds better than what I was getting when Vince was, quote, unquote, head of creative. So whatever they got going on, it's working. Cool. Keep that, please, and thank you. I got to look, if you got fans out here and you're not into this bloodline story, then you're not, I, I'm going to go ahead and say it, you're not a real wrestling fan. You got to figure your life out. I kind of feel that same way, too. Like, it's, it's, it's like if you're if you are a fan of wrestling, you should be able to appreciate this regardless, because, you know, your favorite wrestler in any promotion is appreciating what we're seeing in bloodline. So you should, too. And get off your high horse. But speaking of figures of things out, I got a question. And this is just, I'm talking to my friends. Um, Matt goes on Twitter 
on this podcast all the what time it says what I did. What you do? What you now do? do you see why? Oh, hell it yeah. makes perfect sense it makes perfect for sense. Roman Reigns Let them know, to man. have the championship in this moment. So for me, you know, I'm gonna let you have it. I I just want to understand as a friend, so we have a conversation about it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I I'm indifferent towards it. Like you know, I I don't think the him having title hurts the storyline or even helps the storyline. To be honest with you, but why do you think that him having the championship as the as the story is continuing? Why do you think it it helps? Or why do you think it makes so much sense? That's a great question. Uh, to me, it's very, very simple. It's showing Roman in some any type of peril. Leading up to WrestleMania, just watching TV, not knowing or not thinking, hey, it's Cody's time. Why is it Cody's time? Because that's the story they're telling. I'm strictly talking about what we saw every single week on television. Roman was never in peril in the storyline with Cody Rhodes. We remember the promo Roman gave to Cody when they first hooked up in the ring. Great Cody through the, through the coals. Right? He played him and basically just said that, hey, I was your dad's favorite, and whatever he didn't teach you, I'm going to teach you. Doesn't sound like somebody who's worried about losing. They gave Cody a couple really strong weeks of TV, but it was really nothing against Roman. He beat Solo, gave Solo, I think his only pinfall wow. defeat on mm-hmm. TVs up to this point still. But other than that, between Roman and Cody, it just really felt like the beginning of the story and nowhere close to the end. If you guys remember, I came on the pod and said, hey guys, I just figured it out. Roman's not losing that mania. And it was because of kind of these things that we were seeing, you know, besides the part of they tried to get Austin. Austin said no. They tried to get Rock. Rock said no. And it's like, well, if they weren't going to win the title, then you're not going to put the title on Cody right now. But for me, this story needs the belt because you're talking about the head of the table. How can Roman be the head of the table, head of the table, excuse me, if he's not the champion? So say if Roman would have lost to Cody at WrestleMania. What we would have what we saw on SmackDown last week would not have had the same effect because we've seen this man lose now. That bulletproof armor is gone. So him getting two super kicks would be like, oh, okay, this is what they're doing. The reason why it, it, it hit so hard when we saw that on Friday was because, damn, when have we seen Roman in this predicament in the last three years? And, yeah, there were times where he was feuding with somebody that you thought maybe this is the time they're going to take the belt off of him. We've seen him in a position where, against Sammy, where you're like, damn, I know Mania's coming up, and I know the story is Cody and Roman, but, damn, is it a, is it a chance that Sammy could beat Roman, because the story made sense. And there was some other, you know, times too in the last two and a half, three years or so. But for me, that's why. It's because you're telling the story of he's the head of the table. You're telling the story of he is at the top of the mountain. He is God mode. He is untouchable. Everything that he does, he's a manipulator. He makes everything around him the way he wants it. And now two of his people are turning their backs on him. It doesn't have the same effect if he lost the belt two months ago because now you're kind of just like, all right, well, the bloodline's over. What's next? And I think, too, because I go back to this has to get to a point where we do get a one-on-one match with Jay and Roman. Not saying Jay's got to beat him. But for me, this story would nowhere near be complete if Jay does not challenge him for that belt 
and we can harken back and show all the video footage from two and a half years ago where Jay grabs the belt and Roman's looking at him and he has that shocked, worried look on his face. And then Jay hands him the belt and we, you know, show Alpha and Sika, you know, putting a lay on him. And we just kind of tell that story again. That's all there for us. But that's why I think it, it is so important for those belts to still be in play. And now if you want to talk about inside baseball, behind the curtain, et cetera, et cetera, would you at least agree, E, at this point, that Cody is a bigger face than he was March 30th, a couple months ago before Mania? Yeah, I would agree. Mission accomplished. Well, and that's my how answer, I feel. My answer is not as thought out as yours. Mine is purely who was going to take the titles off of Roman, who was deserving for for her. I had Drew back at last fall, and I thought he was going to take her last September, August, whatever that was. And I thought, well, I actually never thought it was Sammy. For a second, maybe for Sammy, but I knew that Sammy wasn't going to be a good champion, and that's probably really mean to say. But I just don't think that that's what we want to see Sammy as, that long term. We talked about this last week, you know, Jimmy being or Jay being the champion more than 90 days type thing. Yeah, I know Sammy could have did that for 90 days, but long term, no. So for me, I, I'm not on the fence. I do believe that Roman should still have the titles, and it's just simply because who was going to take it from him? Who was deserving of it? Co- okay, maybe Cody. But again, to the point where now Cody is more important today than he was back on March 30th or May 30th or whatever, that March 30th. So that did his job there. I didn't think anybody else was deserving to take the titles. And people, people are going to try to play it like it's not. When Cody does get crowned, boy, oh boy, would that moment be more special than anything they could have done this past WrestleMania. I remember now, them booing Cody. WrestleMania weekend. Everybody now is invested in Cody. Not just people who know about AEW and know about the Stardust. This is, and from what we can see, they picked up a lot of newer wrestling fans. These wrestling crowds, and hell, they are in Lafayette. If you this <laughs> on Friday, my God, Lafayette, Louisiana, please show up tonight they for will. SmackDown. They will. You, they you, will. You got one job. They you will. You see something good, react. They will. You see something you don't like? Boo. Just don't sit there on your hands. We've had a string of really, really strong WWE crowds over the last few weeks. I, but I, I think they've tapped into a new fan base um, recently, and I think a lot of that has to do with the bloodline. So now even those fans who, like I said, they were too young for Stardust, or maybe they weren't watching back then, or they don't watch AEW, now they're going to be just as invested come next year if Mania is where we crown Cody, as we all are as hardcore fans that were there for Stardust, that was there for knowing that he wanted to get rid of that gimmick, WWE said no. So he went out and worked every single indie he could and turned ROH into something bigger. And they made AEW. And now he's back home to WWE. And we're excited for him. But I think a a big part of that fan base, he's Cody. Okay? He's a a face. Everybody else is cheering him, so I'm going to cheer him too. But they don't have the emotional investment they do now. And I think that's only going to grow more and more as we get closer to when they do crown them. And when they do, man, all hell's going to break loose in a good way. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely, I think that, that Cody just naturally uh, would have gotten a better and more crowded as, uh, uh, he got better and better with the crowd as he went on. Um, but why not? I mean, he's very likable, um, earnest guy. He has, he's, it's a great story. Um, but just to summarize, like, so pretty much, you're saying that a Roman Reigns, he ain't S H E E T, sheet, 
without the championships. Like, like the only thing that makes Roman Reigns Roman Reigns is him having the championships. Without him, he's nothing. The storylines that he's in means nothing. That's what I'm hearing. Okay, and I disagree. I think that the storyline could have been the same as it is with without the titles. This is why I say I'm indifferent towards it. I understand the story, and it's, it's very logical. Um, but I think the story could have been told in the same way without the championships. Because as of right now, we're talking about he hasn't defended the championship since he's with Co- Cody in, in April. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're about to go into July, probably August, and he still hasn't defended the championship. But Brock, so Brock didn't this, defend his championships either. And I, I, I wasn't high on his run either, to be honest with you. Like he could have <laughs> got them titles off. I, I, look, and I'm I was really mad Roman. at that time. I'm not hating on Roman. I, I, I'm fine with him being the champion because like he's still a favorite of mine. I think that Roman as champion, and I get the Brock thing. I think that Roman brings a lot more to the table than Brock did as a champion. Um, I, and I'm not hating on on Brock, but I just like his run. I honestly, I disliked it. I was more indifferent to it. I like Roman's reign. I, I think it's it's fine. But going back to it, he hasn't really defended the title. So like what's happening right now in the past. For the six months, you know, that we're going into this thing with him as champion and this bloodline exploding, it's not about the championship, right? We, we even can go back to the thousand day title reign. Like, mm-hmm. right, the celebration wasn't what we left walked out of that segment remembering. It was the it was the turn. That's what we remember. Like they had like, you know, that like the title in this moment hasn't been pushed up to, to at, at any point in this whole feud. So for me, you know, Roman Reigns is bigger than the title at this point, as he well, should be. I think it's twofold, though. I think, one, you are taking care of the record books. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. Bianca cleared when yep. she went 365-plus days. She is going to be now that standard bearer in the record books. Roman is clearing all these old names that we aren't going to be hearing about now after Roman because now Roman's going to be that top dog on there. Who knows when he loses it, wherever that looks like. But the second part of it is this entire storyline is bloodline head of the table. You can't be the head of the table if you're not a champion, if you don't have the gold. That's when the head of the table started. It wasn't like he came back as a heel and he started calling himself the head of the table. Then he got the belt. It was after he got the belt. So in order for the head of the table to be a thing and the storyline they're going, and yeah, they could have changed the storyline. The storyline they went with over the last two weeks with him and Jay was, Hey, I'm the head of the table now. We're grooming you to be the head of the table, but you got to fall in line first. I guess what we can do is if you wanted to armchair book or, you know, Monday morning quarterback book with the, how we would have got here with him losing at mania. If you have a, if you have an idea, shoot it. I I don't know what that would be. I would have to kind of think about it, but I think, I, I think this is the best course of action for, Everybody involved. And hell, we can see with ticket sales and ratings that people are invested for sure. So for the both of y'all, when it comes to who would have, because y'all are in the internet more than I am, who are the fans saying or the wrestling community saying they would want it to been the champion? Was it Sammy? Is it Cody? Is it Drew? Because everybody keeps saying that he shouldn't have the title. Majority who is Cody. Who would drop it to? Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen anybody say it should be. When it was when it was time, yes. Like in September, it was Drew. In February, it was Sammy. Right now, it's we could have accomplished this, but still giving Cody the belts at WrestleMania. And I also do now. Let's not forget the 
new belt that that uh, Seth has was not the original plan. The original plan was to split the titles up, and somebody nixed it in creative, and that's how we got to these championship belts. And that was the plan. I want to say, like in January, was to split the belts. Yeah. So it wasn't like for a while they were trying to do yeah, it. Yeah, it wasn't like yeah. oh, this is uh, WrestleMania Night One decision, and we we pulled back on it. It was supposed to have been done months ago. So we so, also got to kind of look at that too, because if that's the case, we're probably not even having this conversation. Maybe you do anoint Cody at Mania, but I still have a feeling that still wouldn't have happened. I still think they're playing the long game with Cody because they know that they have somebody who can carry the company. And I love Seth. Absolutely love Seth. He did some great stuff. I asked you guys about uh, what he did on NXT. If you guys watched it. Um, but Cody is a bigger star than Seth Rollins is. I agree. So I still think Seth would have maybe got that second title or maybe it would have been true. Hell, if we're talking about going all the way back to like January, that makes everything look different on the road to WrestleMania. But uh, I just think they're doing everything perfect with Cody. I think he's doing his part. I think they're putting him in an incredible position. And then likewise, I think they're doing everything perfect with, with the bloodline. I think everybody's playing their part perfectly. When, like I said, when you can have a main event, now two shows in a row, and yes, Roman's involved, but when there's no title involved, you got a gimmick show like Money in the Bank. Though, neither one of those are going to main event, and we're going to main event with a tag team match, and we can look back and say this is probably the biggest match they can put on right now. In WWE, I don't think I think that match is bigger than right now. If they was to do a rematch with Cody and Roman for this show, I think the Bloodline Tag match is a bigger match than that. But that's, that's not something. quite, yeah, but that's not quite fair because you would have had those months to build to a Cody and Roman rematch. But we talking about titles. Why didn't Roman get the message that when he got a new title, the other two should be relinquished? Why is he now rocking three titles? <laughs> like for real, like. Everybody else turned in their other belt. You had Charlotte pointing at the old one, but everybody else turned in their titles. Roman is now he's rocking all of them. I think it fits the gimmick though. It absolutely fits the gimmick. I think it fits yeah. the gimmick. Like, no, this is mine. This, these are all mine. Like, it's all mine. It's, like, I, I think it fits. But there, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I just, um, I'm, I think that the, I think the WrestleMania, as I always say, terrible finish. But I think it's, it's working out. Um, but I, I think it could have been fine either way. I mean, this. What's happening is playing out is fine. I think, you know, have Cody won and we got uh, Roman in, you know, with the infighting, it would have been fine as well. So it's it's working out fine. It's fine either way. And I, I think we said it a couple weeks ago, but here it is, June 22nd, and we are still having deep dive conversations about a finish that happened three months ago. Mm-hmm. That is incredible. When the product is doing great. Now, if if we would have had that finish and the product went in the shitter and everybody stopped watching and nobody enjoyed anything they were seeing, that's a different kind of, you know, if we were having a WCW type conversation, we're like, oh man, remember the finger poke of doom? Yeah. And it was like, okay, that. that was when it really hit the fan. But we're not having that conversation. We're having a conversation of, hey, things are still going great, but what if? And we just haven't had that type of dialogue in years and years and years, which is great. I mean, it's, it's fantastic. Hey, you know what? Um, One thing, Matt, um, when you're talking about Vince being involved in creative, 
Like I'm, I'm starting to be okay with that, right? And I think that Vince is letting others have more input on creative is what we might be getting this time around, right? Because before, it was very, very Vince heavy. It was Vince's way or no way. I think he's allowing others to do their jobs, to do give ideas, especially on the bits, smaller bits of the pieces, like mm-hmm. you know some of the lower card stuff. Um, so I think we're getting a higher level creative because he's giving more people input into the product. Um, I'm hoping I'm right because again, like I still don't feel as good about creative as I did when he wasn't there. Right, right. However, <laughs> it's not the shows aren't what they were three years ago. So, okay, so to be fair, two weeks ago on Raw, they said that he heavily changed some things. Show was great. That was a great show still. This past Monday, Seth was supposed to have an open challenge. Word on line was it was to go against Ciampa, not Gargano. They were in Cleveland. Uh, Vince nixed it and went with the Finn beatdown of Seth. That is worlds better for where we're going with Finn and Seth with a pay-per-view two weeks out where the fans screwed over the the promo segment from the previous week's Raw, where they kept singing Seth's song and Finn was trying to get out that impassioned promo. Hey, he was right again. So I think what we could be seeing is they're not writing the shows to appease Vince. There I we think go. they're writing the shows for best case scenario. And if Vince sees something he doesn't like, he switches it. I, that's the difference that we're seeing. Cause we heard for years in creative, well, we're just writing what we know Vince wants. Cause all he's going to do is tear it up and make us rewrite it anyway. So why go through that when we can just write what we know he's going to like, and that's what's presented on TV. I think that's the difference. You know, that's how it worked back in the, the original attitude era when Vince Russo, and then Ferrara were writing for the company, right? Like, they wrote the shows with Vince. Vince was the ultimate editor, right? And he made things make sense or took things out, you know, because that's what he does best. I mean, he's very good at big picture things, right? I can't mm-hmm. deny that. Um, so hopefully, maybe that's what we're getting right now. It's just, as you said, like, he has a better, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, script that he's looking at that he can kind of self-edit versus, as you said, people making a script specifically for what they think he likes, Right, mm-hmm. they're trying to put, create the best show. Vince is taking that script, saying, "No, let's do this, let's do that." The show's been fine. Before we leave the bloodline and storylines and all that, I had to pull it up because I did not know about the finger poke of doom. Oh my god, finger is poke this of the doom. Rudy, is this so the my weekend, yes, it is. Segment right here. Hold yes, on a second. Let me look, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're gonna do this in real time. Let me. Look. <laughs> oh lord. Let me look. I'm gonna stutter quick. over all these words. I'm trying to read. Nah, you ain't gonna start over. Let me look. Let's see. Oh, you know what? Let's try this one. <laughs> that, that's a little wow. too like fast. But like, here is the Rhodesia Google moment of the week, and it's going like boom or something like that. We got to figure that out. But yeah, and we'll it's the it Wikipedia out. moment, not the Google. Okay, moment. my bad. So Wikipedia. okay, anywho's. So for those who were not watching WCW in January of 1999, it looks like. This is where Hogan finger pokes Nash in the chest, it looks like, and he sails it and falls and get pinned. Is that what it is? Is that what happened? Yep. Yep. So he took yes. the pin off of a, allegedly him hitting his pressure point. 
No, right. It was no. They were they were in cahoots together, but we didn't know they were in cahoots before the match. So they built the match up, finger pointing of doom. Hogan gets the title from Nash, and that turns so many people off on the product. So but wait, wait. So, but everyone. So then people knew that the finger poke was just a gimmick. Like this was nothing. Oh yeah, because the way I mean, Nash sold it like he got shot. And then they both yeah. got up together, laughed, smiled, yeah. and, and yeah. left. Yeah. And you said that's when people start stop watching WCW. Oh, that was it's like one of the reasons. It's one of the reasons. Yeah, it was if, one of the big yeah, reasons if, people would point to. It wasn't the it wasn't the first nail in the coffin, Mm-mm. but it damn sure may have been the final nail in the coffin. <laughs> yeah. WCW started doing a lot of things wrong creatively around this time period. That was just one of the big reasons why they were turning people off. But you know, I gotta be honest, this is one day we have to deep dive. Maybe since we're gonna switch over to two shows, we can start talking about maybe we we can do like a watch party on some of these shows, some of these events from the past, <laughs> which might be good for Odisha because she hasn't seen anything. I mean, she's a only 10 it, years yeah. old, like when half the stuff was on. So I get it. Um, but I gotta be honest with you guys, fans, friends, Matt. I didn't think it was that big a deal when I watched it in real time. I watched it. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. I was actually happy that they actually brought the the team back together because, like the it was a Rhodesia to, to put it kind of like a full circle. Um, NWA splintered off in two different groups. They had the NWO Black and White led by mm-hmm. Hogan, and the NWO Red and Black led by Kevin Nash. Okay. It was a stinker. This was their kind of way to kind of bring them back together, put to give the title back to Hogan because Kevin Nash had one had it for some time. Um, I thought it was fine. I thought it accomplished that goal, but people hated it. So we can kind of <laughs> deep dive that. Maybe one day we can do a rewatch or something like that for the for the pod. Spoiler alert! I didn't think it was that bad either. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. But you know why? I wasn't. I wasn't invested in WCW at that time. Like the time where I was invested was. Black and white NWO early early Wolfpack time. That was that was like the time where I was emotionally invested. Like Goldberg at his at his highest run. Toward that, I was still just watch to kind of keep up with it. But by that time, Austin was on top. Rock was on top. Taker was running things. Like okay, whatever. I, I got my emotional investment fixed on WWE. But when I watched it, I was like, that's just crazy. Wow, <laughs> and like that was it. But it was it was a big thing. It was yeah. it was a real big thing. Oh gosh! So uh, we talked about Seth. Where did you, you watched? Yeah, you watched it with me. Uh, e, did you watch uh, NXT on Tuesday? Seth against Braun Breaker. Nope. I got I got past twenty minutes and was knocked out. Really good match. Mm-hmm. And uh, Braun. Go I got to plug. I got to plug Brown's beard for a second. It oh. looks great on him. It looks great on him. He needs to keep it. <laughs> but go ahead, Matt. Next I'm sorry. I, I'm partial to somebody who has beards. Well, and we know, the, especially if you're a heel, a beard adds a lot to your look. As Finn, as Austin Theory, it adds a lot to your to your look. Uh, but the match, the, was, show, the, match, huh? the match was really, really strong. Really, really strong. Uh, the braiding was strong too. I think. For that match, they had like over 900,000 viewers. They popped the oh, biggest wow. rating they popped since like 2020 overall. I think they were in the eights. That's uh, 800,000 plus. Yep. But um, the reason why I wanted to bring it up was because I thought it was a great usage of Seth. He had a backstage promo with Trick and Carmelo, name. which was fun. He had another backstage promo. I forgot that guy's name. Oh, 
like yeah, not Ultimate Drago, Dragon or whatever. I, yeah. yeah, I forgot who it was, but yep. So they use him really well in that. And then the match with Braun was really, really strong. Seth can we know can have a great match. Looks like with anybody, he may be like the the modern day Shawn Michaels in that aspect. But I just wanted to bring that up because where does Braun go from here? So Braun has basically lost every match since he's turned heel. He he lost against Melo. Uh, he lost against Seth. I don't know, like, where he goes. He, he was on Raw Monday, cut a hell of a backstage promo. I saw people complain about that, too. Why fly him in for 45-second promo? Because. What do you mean? Like, why are you worried about <laughs> that? What? what do you mean? You Is know that what we're saying? complaining like, about You don't know now? what he was doing backstage that they may have wanted him there. Maybe they're getting acclimated to what Mondays look like. Shut up. Like, I, that's the part that gets to me is, like, we stop being so critical on every little thing. It's your fault you hyped yourself up because you read something online that said Braun Breaker's on Raw. <laughs> they never advertised Braun Breaker on Raw. so They worked themselves in the shoot. Yeah, worked themselves in a big-time shoot. And but, why uh, would they fly him in? Because they got the money. <laughs> right. Like, seriously. <laughs> Some dude like, got a $100 billion contract. <laughs> I do wonder where they go with him from here. Because like, I mean, he's fought now the world champion. You keep him in NXT. Do you now transition him to the main roster? But uh, he's doing some good work also as a heel. I, yeah. I don't ever want to see. I don't want to see face Braun for another five years. I agree. NXT, like I said, it's I, I'm trying to um, watch it more often. Um, but it's definitely a good show. I really enjoy it right now. Um, like I said, this is a far cry from when they they got rid of my my, my beloved NWO. I mean in uh, in NXT Black and Gold two point brought that two point but. Man, this is a really good show. It's still not perfect. Like I, th- I still think some of these promos are overly scripted. And some gets like they're reading like a, a high school musical or something like that. But the actual in- man, and let me tell you something like the Chase U stuff, like Thea Hale. Mm-hmm. I saw that. I, I love Thea Hale. Like she is so into that character. Yeah, um, you see her stuff. She commits one hundred. Man, she's a hundred percent. That's that's when you got somebody with a hundred percent buy in. I love that as a former actor. I love that. And then Duke Hudson also is another character. And when they put him in there, I was like, ah, I don't know what they're doing with him. But he actually mm. fits it. I love him as a character. You no, know, the whole thing really, really works. I really enjoy the show. So, are you watching weekly or close? Like, are, are you keeping tabs on it? I try to. Like, so on Tuesday, I try to watch it. I end up falling asleep. Um, I usually can't get back to it until probably Saturday, like in between, like transition with the kids, etc. Um, but it's definitely on my on my must watch list, so I get to see most of the shows every week. I also try to watch Impact for Trinity, and I can't get into Impact, but keeping on NXT, mm. really good show. So then, about a month ago, you had brought up on the pod, you felt like something was off with Melo. He was missing something. Something wasn't connecting. It's been a probably close to now four weeks or so you feel in the same way or you feel differently. I don't like them together as, as a face. I don't, I don't, I actually don't like them right now. It's not, I'm just, like them together as faces. Isn't working for me, mm. man. It's not working. Okay. I'm like, indifferent you know, with Carmelo. Cause I, I like tricking and, and mellow together, but you know, like why does a, a baby face champion need a second? Like, you know, it's just, it's just not, it's just not working as currently instituted. Um, yeah, but I mean, I, I like them together. I, I hope that they turn, turn them back hill and we get that big hill run. Um, 
But yeah, I, I'm still thinking he's missing something, Matt. So then, Rhodesia, you said you're indifferent about it. Were you indifferent when he was a heel? Um, I'm going to probably say no or maybe quite, not quite. I'm just still indifferent because I really thought that Carmelo and Braun was coming up to the main roster after Mania. So I'm He's still kind of in that now. holder. I'm kind of now holding pattern now. Like, okay, so I didn't think he was going to win the championship because I thought he was going to move up. So that's kind of where, yeah, I guess it's the timing. I don't know necessarily if it's because he's a face where I'm indifferent about him, just more so of I thought he was going to be a main roster. But the work you're seeing from him, are you indifferent to what you're seeing from him? Um, No, I think he's really good in the ring. And I'm not going to sit up here and say that I watch all his matches fully and intently. So that wouldn't be fair for me to give my input on that. But from what I've seen, he's a great worker. He's great on the mic. Got you. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, so then one thing you can give your opinion on, because you've watched all of it. We skipped over it last week. I don't even think we brought it up last week. It's Dominic Mysterio versus Cody Rhodes. Their feud now has been going for a few weeks. We know we're getting that match at uh, Money in the Bank here for July 1st, right? July 1st, Saturday. Mm-hmm. What's your guys' thoughts on Dom versus Cody? I don't care. Ooh, sorry. Mm. Sorry. Okay. So are you more like, or are you more like? More of the latter. Okay. So you're crickets. I'm kind of crickets, yeah. Interesting. Again, it, it feels Interesting. like they're trying to figure so something out on, with Cody. Let me, let me tee this up. Yes. You love Dom's work as a heel. Love it. You're a big fan of Cody and his work. Yes. Mm-hmm. Despite what Eshan says, I am. Don't care about them together. Fan. That yeah, is really interesting. Because I understand, but that is really she's, interesting. She's not a big fan of Cody. That's why. I am a big fan of Cody. Mm-hmm. I just, to me, it's like, okay, so, so let's, let's play it. Let's book this out. Cody should beat Dominic Mysterio, without a doubt. Now, of course, if something happens in Judgment Day, which is probably about to implode themselves, but if Judgment Day or Rhea comes in and, you know, does something funky, then okay, sure. Then Cody, um, then Dominic can win. But to me, again, it's like this believable match. Like, Dominic, you don't stand a chance against Cody. So, to me, this part is maybe why some people are like, Cody should have been a champion because we wouldn't have this kind of a match. But to me, it's just crickets to me. I'm going to watch it because I think what they both put out equally is entertaining, but it does nothing for me. Mm. It's, a, it's just a, it's a simple match to fill a Money in the Bank card. And is it because you feel like there is no chance, you, you give Dom no chance? Not to win fair. Okay, but because is that the shouldn't. reason why? I don't know if I have a true reason why, other than I just feel like this is just something that they put together for Cody. Hmm. I don't it's know not, what, there it what is. each person get out of it. I don't know what, it what, what people get out of it. She's not. She's not that uh, invested in Cody as a character, so she doesn't see. She doesn't want to see him just Molly Wop Dominic, who she thinks is not going to has no chance of winning. Which she's she's absolutely right, but at the same time, I mean that's Dominic's character. Like, like he. Who does he really have a chance against? Anybody, right? <laughs> That's the thing. That's his character, right? He's just, well, they can, he talks big, they can but do he doesn't mixed have tag a chance. Matches. Him and Rhea could do mixed tag matches. Mm-hmm. He's in the ring with the women. She's in the ring with the men. And then I think we can get it going. But yeah, by himself. But no. But that's what a that's what a snarky. Yeah, piece of shit hill is. You, you want to see him you, get his tail tap? Anybody? You want to see him get his tail tap? I like that. Are you invested uh, in that, in the feud? Oh, yeah. You know, I, I think it's pretty good. I mean, I love 
Dominic and uh, Rhea together. And I, I think Dominic has even taking his swarminess to another level where now he hide, actively hides behind Rhea. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, dude, like, if- like, you ain't no man. <laughs> he's like, you know what I'm saying? I love that. I mean, I think he's just doing some phenomenal work right now. Of course, Cody is Cody. That's my guy. So, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Or I understand what you're saying. Like, definitely, Dominic doesn't have a shot. But I think the story and them going back and forth is entertaining. Is Brandy okay. hi, um, on anybody's talent? Is she signed to anybody? No. Nope. Brandy can't go anywhere near. Brandy can't go anywhere near Cody right now. And I, you know, I love me some. Brandy. Yeah, no, that's love true. You're right. Brandy. No, you're right. Because she's she's yeah, she's hot in a bad she's way. A, she's a she's a she's <laughs> yeah. a heat magnet. Yep. Yep. She's a, she's a heat magnet, and, and like I don't know what it is, but you know, she does come off her character when she when her character is really good, it comes off very heelish. Mm-hmm. Like when she's really fair, going, though, it comes off right. To be fair, that was in AEW. Cody was also getting booed out of the building in AEW toward the end of his run, too. Not saying that like, oh, she's going to put him over the top. I think you leave him alone in terms of the presentation. Keep doing what you're doing slowly but surely. So, yeah, I, I agree. But I do think it would be a completely different presentation if she was with him in WWE. But, no, I'm saying as a, as a fan of hers, like I think that ultimately she's best served as a heel. I think that that comes more natural to her, the way she speaks and carries herself. I think she comes off better as a heel. Um, now, could she come inside with, uh, you know, with Cody against Rhea? Man, look, again, love me some Brandy, but I, I haven't seen that ring work yet. And I don't know if Rhea can carry Brandy through a match. I haven't seen a good Brandy match yet. And that's no knock against her because right, I, right, I, right. I don't think. We are, I talked. We talked about it before. I think the ring work sometimes is the last component of what makes a wrestler entertaining That's or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, but I just I don't. And plus, nobody is going against Rhea is going to get cheered. Let's just be completely honest on that. Rhea is like she's supposed to be a bad girl, but everybody loves her. Yeah, she's cool. She actually got girl. some hill heat Monday, which was good to see. You mean she when did. she was talking right after Dom? First time in a long time. And she, she gave a little heat. heat. And what did she yep. say again? Do you remember? I can't remember, but but she she was already going to get some heat. You could just you could hear because the crowd wasn't popping for. Um, so that's good. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's good. That's really good. I want to talk about something real quick before we jump because I oh, just shit. thought about it when you made the comment about Brandy and her in ring work, and it's back on NXT and Dana Brooke. So this week, hey, real she quick, was on. I want to say for some reason, Rodisha, I got chills. Like you seem like so passionate right now. I felt because yeah, because it made me mad. I'm so it interested. Me, it Go ahead. I'm, I'm so it, interested. Go ahead. <laughs> it makes me mad. Like no one will ever walk away from a Dana Brooke match and saying, "Oh my God, that is the best match I've seen in my life." No one will. Right? Oh, I'm not going to sit up here and say that I am either. But some of the stuff that they were saying about her today, like the internet wrestling community can be trash at times like they really like when i said rake people through the coals they yeah. did like they were wi- they were wishing things like which is disgusting i don't know if her injury was a work or a shoot but people were happy that she got hurt who so what like happened? so dana yeah. yep go ahead Rhodesia. so dana had a match this week on nxt and i was just happy that she came down because for me at least from what i see every time they've given something to dana she's taken and ran with it whether she was a 24-7 champ, whether she was just a jobber. 36-time 24-7 champ. <laughs> I see. I didn't even know that much. But or again. Close, close to it. I think it actually was like 16 or 18 times. Let's go with 87. Let's say 87-time champion. You know what? This is where, Rhodesia, you bring it back. 
After you get Google? done, you get on your Google. But I'm still passionate right now in my conversation right now. All right. Okay, let me finish. Go ahead. I'm, I'm, go so, ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, so so my question, yeah. So my question to y'all is like, at what point do we as fans hold ourselves accountable and responsible for just being critical, saying, yeah, that wasn't the best match that I've seen or the, the synergy wasn't the best in that match. And then going to the level of people wishing that she really did hurt herself. Like, what do we do about that? Just call call those people out on and say that you trash for for wishing ill on somebody. Like we we gotta do better. So I actually don't know how to pose a true question, but just how do y'all feel about like breaking down a person in a scripted show that they write for her, that she's been there for over ten years? Like, where do we go from here? I think that um. They need to get punched in the fucking mouth is the answer, <laughs> but that's not going to happen uh, because these people won't say that to you, to your face. Right. And if you guys follow our Twitter, you know that I am joking 97% of the time. Probably I put tweets out, maybe, maybe 90% because I'll put like some real thoughts on like current state of wrestling on it. But I've had more people and it's only been, maybe a total of 10, right? We've had our Twitter now for a year. Uh, I've had more people on a, on Twitter say something disrespectful to me than I have my entire life to my face. Right? Cause that's what it is. You would never say that to me face to face, whatever it is. I've never encountered disrespect to my face somewhere. So these people just they they need to get punched in the face. That's not going to happen. But and I don't want to get too deep because you guys know I get super super deep. But whenever I see that, that just speaks to like, damn, your life must really suck. Right. And not in a way of me trying to make fun of you by saying that, but for that to come up, like, and we all know Twitter is all about jokes. I get it. Internet's going internet. We're gonna do. We're gonna get these jokes off. I get all that. I get all that. But even down to like the submarine thing from uh, this week. Which, hey, rest in peace to those guys that, that died today or they announced they died. Yeah. Um, which, all of a sudden, as soon as they announce they're, they're dead, they start finding pieces of... I thought that happened after it, though. I thought they found yeah, like the debris hour, first. like an hour later. Okay. Like, okay, you couldn't find it yesterday? Whatever. Because that's a whole yeah, yeah. other we can get yeah, 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 deep yeah, dive. Yeah, yeah. But I saw so many jokes. Mm. And I get it, right? I get it. I get it. Twitter's going joke. That's what we do. I get it. I understand that. But it has to be a point like, I understand they're billionaires. I get all that. But they're still somebody's family member. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, so to your point about Dana Brooke, people, you know, wishing harm on her. For what? Because you think she didn't do a great job in a match? That's like us going to your job and you make a mistake and like, man, I hope you break your leg when you leave work. Like what? You'd be like, what kind of psychopath are you? And that's what these people do all the time. So on a deep, deep level, it's like, man, I just hope whatever you're going through, like you figure it out because people who lead with negativity, it's like, there's no way your life is good. It's impossible. You can't, you can't lead in negativity. Even you want to call them jokes. Oh, I'm just trolling. Okay. You're not, but you don't have a great life. You, you just don't. It's impossible. This energy, mm-hmm. energy is going to come back to you. So when you, yeah. you ask like, hey, what do I feel about it? That's how I feel. I feel like you need to get punched because you would never say that 
in front of somebody. Even when you go to wrestling shows and like you hear like snide comments, which shout out to, we'll talk about AEW here in a little bit. Uh, awesome crowds. Both nights, Saturday at Collision and Wednesday at Dynamite. But even then you're like, man, if you saw that wrestler, you'd be asked for yeah. an autograph. Yep. Like it, it, So that does bother me. But I think that's just the life we live. People, keyboard warriors. I've always said, I wish whenever you said anything online, I swear, I wish this was the case. Your address popped up immediately. You need to be held accountable for what you say, good or bad. You know how, you know how beautiful life would be if that was the case? <laughs> that, that would be a lot of violence and a lot of like the purge. So never mind. I, get, I think we're going down the wrong path here. Ishan, you have any thoughts on that? Uh, unfortunately, like uh, that's the case depending on where what message port you're in because you know your your ip address is attached to your username so people actually can see exactly nice. where you, you know are what? that's fine let's um, find so all those ips then that's, no, so no, this, no, this no, no 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 everybody had access to people's ips it'd be a different story but uh you know i, I, I talked to you guys about it before just in private man like look twitter isn't real world it's not real life like for some reason people get turned up on being negative and saying things out of character but also you got to think about the type of person that would even go to say those kind of things for attention. Yeah. Like, right. Like, and I get that Twitter is, you know, it, it thrives on disrespect being, you know, a disruptor. Like those are the things that get people play, you know, even KD, Kevin Darnett, Kevin uh, Darnett, Kevin Durant. <laughs> Darnett? What's going on? Like it's, Kevin, a, it's a really Kevin long Durant. day. I haven't had my caffeine, so I can't get my names right. Kev, KD. Kevin Durant, uh, when his fans <laughs> asked, "Hey man, they're like, why do you react to all the negative trolls, but you don't react to the positive fans?" Mm-hmm. And he said that, you know, hate is what drives them. Too much Ooh. love will kill you. Ooh, right. That's yeah. the world that we live yeah. in, unfortunately, right? Because being but that's negative, lonely too. Being negative, being a disruptor, being disrespectful. Is so highly told to, told in this culture, like it's a whole different thing. But these people, I gotta be honest with you, man. Like it, I feel sorry and I feel bad for you. I'm, I'm part of uh, these um, wrestling modding communities, and there's so many guys are just so negative about a mm. freaking wrestling game. It's like this is for fun, and you're coming on here and you're disrespecting <laughs> yourself fun. and disrespecting yeah. other people because of some pixels, you know, because of a mod part <laughs> or whatever it is. Like, what kind of life do you live? Do you're so upset about something that's supposed to be fun and special? That's what wrestling's supposed to be. It's supposed to be fun and special. And you're getting on Twitter and on internet and you're wishing people harm. Like, no, you know, I wish you well, people. I wish you well. I wish you love. And I wish that you'll get somebody special or feel something special in life that you can feel whole instead of tearing somebody down. That's what I wish for you people. For all Amen you people, that. all this negative shit to say, I wish you could find love and happiness in your life. That's what I want for you. Um, but hey, let's talk about love and happiness, guys. I really want to get on a collision. Um, you guys were there. I will, I've been dying to hear your live experience. Give it to me, guys. What you guys got? Hey, oh, and by the way, everybody, Matt hates my transitions. I just want to get off this negative topic. I want to talk about some love. <laughs> no, that love. was actually a really good. Oh, no, that wait, was but a, I, I that was was a great transition. I wasn't was done transition before we do move on i do have something real quick and then Radiza, i'll throw it to you because we were talking about love and you guys know by now Aww. we love us some bianca belair on this podcast okay so really funny stories i wanted to share really quick so on twitter monday i'm sure you guys saw or friday yes friday already uh bianca comes out and cuts a hell of a promo but she comes out looking great and uh so i'm on twitter and i great. think <laughs> i think i may have just tweeted like bianca 
and I put the video of her. And uh, one of one of our followers, Aaron Cash, uh, tweets to me that she's mid. Oh. And then he adds our Twitter and says, "Do do do the poll." I do a lot of polls on Twitter, and oh, he I put just he put just Becky or Bianca. <laughs> that was it. So I retweeted it and said, uh, "Hey everybody, please let Aaron know that Bianca clears Becky." I've never seen such a lopsided poll in my entire life. Have you seen this? Have you seen this poll? E. Radija saw no, it, so I'm not going to ask her. Okay. What do you think the percentage was in this poll between Becky or Bianca? What do you think the percentage was? I'm going to go 70 Bianca. And are we talking about, you said something about, um, are, are we judging based off of, are we objectifying them off their body or off their ring work? Or both, oh, the, or was it left for poll, interpretation? The, the poll is closed already, so you can't ask those type of questions. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Sorry. Okay. So you said you said seventy. I'm going seventy. Bianca, eighty-one percent. Bianca, ninety <laughs> percent. Becky. Aaron, get out of here with that, man. <laughs> no way in the world you think Becky looks better than Bianca. But thanks for the I, I, I just have never seen a poll that had that much discrepancy. If you if you have that much discrepancy, you shouldn't even have the, the poll done. I hey, thought that Aaron, was funny, we, though. Hey, I just want to let you know, I, we can't be friends, man, with that kind of <laughs> stuff, man. We, we <laughs> but I appreciate the engagement. Thank you. Thank you for being engaging. And his response was like, his response said, you really, what do you say? You really know your audience. Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> Shout out to him. Hey, but 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 to, to be honest with you, um, I think Becky's really, really, really pretty. I do. I think she's really pretty. And she, she is. So are we going to um can we have some like uh like honest talk right now? Or are we, sure, are we keeping, trying to keep this PC? Or not uh, PC, but um I'll you, answer I'll answer PC. that question. What's based the word? Your you just keep everything even keel, you don't tell your true feelings. Non controversial. Non controversial. I don't even know if this is a controversial take or not. Oh, I gotta mark I gotta mark this one down. You can mark it, but it, it, but it's no point. It's no need. It's no need. I saw a lot of hate towards Zoe Stark from last week's Raw with her segment with Becky. They were going back and forth on the mic. Are we going to just gloss over the fact that Becky's not the best promo anymore like she used to be? Oh, I thought she was about to talk about something else. Oh, Lord yeah. have mercy. I, I had to mark you. I'm like, you know what? I, I learned in the past <laughs> about <laughs> deleting some of these. Like, I'm if I delete certain things, he's not ever going to know. I am Go a ahead. respectful young man out here in these streets. I'm just asking because everybody loves Becky. I didn't see anybody bringing this up. Becky's not the best on the microphone right now. I don't know what happened. You talking about one bad promo? No, I'm talking about. The countless Brad promos leading up to Mania. And remember, I came out here and said, maybe she's trying to give more oomph, more fire to the build than what it is. So she's overcompensating. Uh-uh. I thought she's I was there. the one who felt that way. And y'all were saying that she had, like, the best promos of the week during that timeline. Well, she had one. It was one really, really good one. She had one really, really good one. She had a really strong one against... Trish the week before the Saudi show. That's the table one. The table yeah, where she, where she scene, finished right? it with Dog, the woof woof, bitch. Yeah, yep. woof woof. But ooh, that that one was that one was cringe worthy worthy against 
It sounded like she was losing her. She was losing her uh, train of thought a little bit. Yeah. I can relate. I can relate. It was. You don't get paid like that. We about to get paid. We about to start getting paid for these two shows a week, right? <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to bring it up because nobody talked about it. But I was like, "Ooh, that that's she was just as bad as Zoe was." Dang. Uh, look, she that wasn't her finest hour. But I don't think I want to go down the road to saying that she's a bad promo. I think she's a she's a good promo. I think she can carry a segment. She usually can, you know. Carry a segment in in a in a in a, in a segment. She's not, I'm losing my train of thought. I'm already begging in right now. I'm already she's fine. Like I don't I don't think she's bad. Could it be though also just who she's going against? So we're not really invested. So she's probably trying to overcompensate. Could no, that be supposed to carry, she, She's supposed to carry it on the mic. I think, yeah. think it's fine. Yeah. You're supposed to. And she she has it. And I just want to bring it up. And I see y'all don't want to. Agree with me. That's fine. We can move mm. on. I actually don't watch a lot of her her stuff anyway. So, mm. but what I was trying to say about SmackDown, and this is only be ten seconds because we said that we're going to support, we're going to support them, and we're not going to ever talk bad about it again. But come on, top dollar. Oh, um, the gauntlet match. That's what Matthew used to call the gauntlet match. A gauntlet match. They was still singing hero, and he got pinned. <laughs> like what? Do they hate Top Dollar in Hit Row? When you when you was told in Gorilla you gonna go out there and you gonna get pinned before your song is done playing, the two words of your song is still playing. What did he think and say? But their TV time was almost more than anybody else because they were out there from the beginning of the show. Okay, that's the silver lining. I'll take that. That's all I have to say. Say hey, you guys got 19 minutes on SmackDown this week. Oh really? Yep. How much ring time? Ten seconds. But you're gonna be right around the ring. Make make it oh, work. Last, last one. Why why Uncle Al AJ Styles calling Scarlett a bitch? What was oh, that was that? rough. Oh man. <laughs> he said, I'm married, bitch. He doesn't even cuss like that. Man. I don't no, know if I'm like Rhodesia, Matt and I were talking about that in, in Texas. I'm like, man. I was like, why yeah, did he go like that? He, I was like, we don't, he doesn't even cuss. Like, right. yeah, like shoot, like shoot style. If you guys don't know, AJ Styles does not cuss. Like, he'll say freaking and all yes. that. So when he said yeah. that, I was like, Whoa. Oh, he freaked, he's a frick master. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Al killed that. Yeah, oh, I like, wow, he must really, there must be some heat. <laughs> I got one last thing for WWE before we move on to AEW. Interview came out today. From L.A. Knight and uh, really good interview. He had some good quotes in there. But uh, one of the things he said was he was turned into Max Dupree because there was a worry about his age. Think, think, Max, I think uh, L.A. Knight is only 40 years old. I'm pulling it up. So. I understand Vince's thought process of. You're starting at the ground floor. At 40 years old. He's I get 40. that. I get that. If he, if Vince is looking at I'm trying to find our next big star. I understand thinking that if you're 40, you're probably got some wear and tear. How much longer do you really have? Right. But that just shows. Age should not be indicative of anything. When it comes to how talented you can be or you are. This man is going to be 
I'm going to say it is June right now. I'm going to say by October, he is a top five face in the company by far. If they if they plan on pushing him, I still got a little bit of worry about that. Logan Paul came in, and I think now it's Logan Paul's briefcase to win that money in the bank. And it makes it, perfect sense to put it on but Logan did, Paul. Did we explain, though, like how that happened? Did I miss that part of Raw? Of how no, he just, just went in there and got he, it? Yeah. Okay. He's Logan Paul, right? Whatever. Got it. Okay. Got it. Got it. If we're not paying attention to the draft, you best believe I don't give a damn about how Logan Paul got it. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right? But that's crazy, though, that Vince... And it's not it's not just a Vince thing because once again I, I I get it I understand but it's it's crazy because of his age we almost missed out on L A Knight and we would have had to seen him as a manager named Max Dupree which is a completely different gimmick than what L A Knight is. Yeah, and the models are almost over, so yeah, for sure, one hundred percent. All right, uh, so you asked about Collision. We were in the building on Collision, for Collision on Saturday. I think Radija has a lot more notes than I do. You guys saw the show, so we won't even really need to touch on it unless you guys want to touch on it. But for me, just um, a couple of live perspective things that may not have come across on TV. Number one, this was the first AEW show that we had been to since Thanksgiving Eve of last year. So that was at the Wintrust Arena where Dynamite was this past week. They ran United Center for Collision. So that was old stage, all that. The old stage, to me, was great when they first started. And we talked about this when they up- upgraded their staging. But it screamed like, we're just happy to be here. This new stage looks every bit of we are here and we are big time. The High collision stage. Yep. The collision stage was the same stage they, they used for double or nothing. So it's a little bit different than the one they used for dynamite. But if you would have plopped anybody who's never seen AEW and just said, Hey, it does this feel like big time? They would say, yes, they had spotlights throughout the arena uh, which they never did that I can remember for back in the day. They it, they just they really upped the production value and it looked looked fantastic in there. It looked absolutely fantastic. Uh, the crowd, a little bit different crowd than what I'm used to from an AEW show. Um, How so? A lot of LA Night, yeah, chance. Yeah, yeah. That was never a thing previously. Um. A lot of woos mm-hmm. typically wasn't a thing at AEW shows. So was it now granted, this was a this was the collision show. So this is the show after they sold the majority of their tickets for Dynamite. Who knows what type of crowd this is? Maybe this is we're only here for CM Punk. Maybe this is I don't know. Who knows? Right. But th- I noticed that for sure. Um what else from that you guys probably didn't see on TV? Uh, they had a they had a, about eighty five hundred people in the crowd, which is a super strong number considering they had just sold six thousand seats for Dynamite. You know, so that was that was good to see. But it was it was the Punk show. Everybody was there for Punk for the most part. Punk got some booze in the beginning. They started to see him Punk chant before 
The show went live. You heard some boos. Boos really weren't there when Punk came out. Same thing happened last night. There was a mention of Punk. Somebody started CM Punk chant before Dynamite went in the air. There were some boos, not any boos when he came out for his run-in at the beginning of the show, which I really mm. enjoy the way they did that run-in too. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? What, what, did you, what did you have for Collision? As far as the in-person being there, outside of the fans being loud from beginning to the end, um, you pretty much hit the nail on everything. That, that stage is, again, high-end production. Like you said, you deserve to be here now. You deserve to have this show. Um, you mentioned about the booze. So I think Punk probably had maybe one or two booze in the beginning, and I was one of those booze. I just hate Punk. I will go on the record and and I'll eat my words because I said I don't ever want to see CM Punk back in AEW again. Um, But but clearly, oh, my God, it's best for business. I mean, just being in that room and how electric it is and seeing him for a hot second last night or two nights ago, whenever that was for Dynamite, it was electric. And you can't deny that. So, again, like I said, I will eat my words publicly on this show right now. But I was just like, boo. And then for me, I'm angry because. How is he able to air his dirty laundry on Collision? And I feel like my boys, the Elite, the Young Bucks, Kenny, didn't have that same opportunity. Yeah, they have their show, being the Elite or whatever, and they can have their little subliminal messages. I just felt like when Punk first came out as an Elite fan, I just thought that he was kind of out of line for that. Now, again, what would have I expected from Punk? Nothing less. If I was hold a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So now I got to rewind your memory bank. Yep. Go back in your memory bank. Okay. So are you telling me Thanksgiving Eve, downtown Chicago, mm-hmm. where the entire elite match mm-hmm. was trolling CM Punk in the Chicago crowd? You forgot about? But but they weren't using, they weren't actually using real words like that. That's completely different. You, it, you, you, so you completely forgot about that? No, I you didn't. Did, you did forget about it. Go no, back and watch that match. That. No, you're talking about the, like the moves that they were doing go and back the, the and fake go to sleep and stuff. I do and remember I the match. To come back to the I remember the match. I'm not coming back to the pod. Hell to the naw. Like I said, I said what I said. I said what I said. I said what I said. Code Cody, God dog. You got CM Punk up here. So you don't like Cody? Oh, there you go. Oh my goodness. I can't you stand the two of y'all. That, no, you stand. can't stand Cody and CM Punk. Don't <laughs> worry about us. I'm like, these seasons. We sit there trying to put on a podcast. Uh, um, whatever. Point is, okay, I didn't like that because I am an elite fan. I did not like his little tirade that he went on. I love the his cadence of the stop me when I'm lying or tell me when I'm lying. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. I loved his promo. I loved everything about, except for what he said. Um, and again, what did I expect out of CM Punk? I guess really nothing other than what, what we got. And the fans went crazy for him. We heard so many fuck the elite chants on Wednesday. Mm. And we even heard some more on Saturday. And we even heard yep. some fuck the elites on mm. Wednesday, which was great because they weren't in the building. Like, for us to see the elites. And I think they protected the elites really well too. I think I, on TV, they had them showing that backstage scene, right? Yeah. I know they showed yeah, yeah. it to us, um, but I didn't know if they showed it on, on TV, but yeah, so they were in the back and we heard a couple of fuck the elite chants there, but overall they did not let them come out. I think last time they were here in November, I don't think they came out. Did they? Oh no, no, Ooh. they did have a match. They haven't. Sorry. Remember the sorry. match I just told you to yeah. go back, back and watch. You confused your hatred. Yeah. 
of CM Punk for Cody Rhodes. Remember that whole thing we, that yep. just happened? Yeah. Ishan, you watched it at home. Give me your thoughts about Collision as a as a show. I, I, put, I, I put just a quick tweet up Sunday morning, I think it was. My quick thoughts from the actual show was, I said, I thought the show, the, it was, the show was awesome live. Mm-hmm. Awesome live. I watched it Sunday. I thought it translated to being a very good to great show on TV. The matches were awesome, especially Andrade and Buddy. We knew that though. We talked about it. that was going to be that the was match fire. we looked yeah most forward to. But I said my my only gripe was it just felt like another really good wrestling show, and I felt like we needed more than that. Come to find out, which I don't care about this match either way. Uh, Kenta originally was supposed to be the final storyline, the end of Collision. Punk was supposed to, you know, that match was supposed to happen. They win. Kenta was supposed to run in, attack Punk, and now it's supposed to set up um, Forbidden Door. So that would have been the hook that I probably was looking for. But I was missing that. Okay, I need to tune in next week. Man, what what's making me watch this show every Saturday outside of, because I love CM Punk, or I just love wrestling. And I felt like we didn't get that Saturday. What was your thoughts about the actual show and... Did they do enough to hook you where you're like, hey, I'm going to just make sure. I may not watch it live, but they got me watching every week. You know, it was a good question. I'm going to definitely answer that because I actually wanted to ask you guys the same question. Um, but right before I get into my my television thoughts, I do want to say, hey, guys, if you haven't seen the Twitter, check it out. Um, Matt has a couple of awesome clips up there. He, he has Karen Karen, being a Karen, <laughs> on, the, on the Twitter, right? What is I thought that was Karen? really funny. It's like, hey, what's up with Karen? Oh, Karen is being a Karen. I thought that was phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, and I another quick thing, My very, very cool. Um, if you guys want a little, uh, little, little surprise, a little, a little spoiler, you know, I'm not going to call it out on the show. He has that also on uh, the Twitter. Yes, is that what is that? Made their the, return. The, 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 the Twitter. The Twitter. Yes. And uh, I thought it was really cool. Um, for me, I'm doing the show with my friends. So I'm at work and I'm on MSN trying to log into my company's webpage and they have articles. And one of the articles was AEW surprise on a former WE talent surprise. Yada, yada. I'm like, oh, I don't care. I want to click see what the surprise is. And lo and behold, <laughs> it's a wrestling site and they have quoted. Our Twitter, front and center, this surprise. That was a big moment for me to see us providing the wrestling world with wrestling news, guys. More to come, right? That's just the start of things. So, hey, thank you for supporting our show and making these things possible. Uh, It was an awesome surprise for me to see that. Um, But going into uh, my TV experience, um, one thing that I was looking for when I was watching the show to have a, for the show to feel different mm. than Dynamite. And I, it felt different to me. And we got that with a different and all new creative team, Kevin Kelly and Nigel. Um, oh boy. Yes. That was, yes. Sorry to step on you. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, and that was a really nice surprise. I don't think they announced that they were going to have a different announcement. I don't know who I thought was going to announce the team. I, I guess I just assumed it was going to be Excalibur and somebody. Like, right, but we got Kevin Kelly and we got Nigel, and that was an awesome surprise. The show from start to finish seemed like a different show. Like the 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 cadence of the show seemed different to me. Um, and which was a good thing. 
Um, really enjoyed it um, from top to bottom. It just seemed like it had a different feel to the show. Matches were great. Um, with the commentary, it still took me a little time to get used to it. I'm not sure if I was used to Excalibur and the way he calls the AEW show, um, but it took me kind of uh, a minute to kind of get used to Kevin Kelly and and Nigel. Um, but I was right there for the the CM Punk um, interview. Uh, the counterfeit bucks line was <laughs> was hilarious to me. Oh, I booed! Um, I booed right there! I booed right there! I was like, Ooh. I, I thought it was hilarious. I'm like, oh man, you know, Punk has to get one of those things out, right? I thought it was actually very cool. I'm not sure if you guys were noticed it, you know, watching it live during the time, but seeing CM Punk take off the AEW logo on that microphone, yeah, that was like, crazy. right. Letting us know that he's about to get real. He did that many of times in WWE. He so sure that did. was pretty cool to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was a very, very enjoyable show. Um, but to answer your question, and I'm glad you asked, because I was going to ask you guys. Uh, I was hoping that you actually saw the show um, on television. Mm-hmm. Like, now we, it's props to AEW. They got a huge rating for the show. Um, over 800,000 fans tuned in to watch that show. Um, However, upon watching this show, I just don't think it's a show I think it's going to do consistently well in that time slot. Um, you got to be a super fan to watch this show regularly on a Saturday night from 8 to 10. I just don't think the show is going to catch the average viewer every week. Um, you know, and That's from actually really enjoying the show enjoying the production, enjoying the changes that they made. And I'm thinking the show can only get better. I think they're only going to get better creatively. Uh, I think you saw a little bit of difference uh, with the creative team on that show. I think it's only going to get better. It's only going to get in full groove. But I just don't think that that show has enough oomph to consistently make me want to watch it on a Saturday night. Sure, I'm going to watch it on Sunday. So I hope that, that, that helps the show with ratings and whatever they're trying to get. But at the end of the day, um, I want to ask you guys, do you think it's a show that's going to continue to get over 800,000 viewers? Because at the end of the day, you got to think about what is WBD, whatever their their name is, what they're looking for out of this show, right? Are they looking Mm -hmm. for them simply just to double the ratings they were previously getting that time slot? I mean, I'm sure AEW right. is going to do that. So you know, maybe they're not looking for that show to get close to a million you know, viewers every week, right? Just to well, double the, the time slot. If they're not getting a meal on Wednesdays, they're damn sure not going to get a meal consistently on Saturdays. Or if are close to it. And that's the thing. We don't know what the number was. I know when uh, Dynamite first started, there was a number floating around of 500K is what TNT was expecting. And of course, they're still blowing that number out the water. So they're going to be happy with it. Who knows what they're looking for? I think whatever number they're looking for, though, they're probably going to get. I would imagine, too. Yeah. From WBD um, perspective, mm-hmm. I, I believe so. Yeah. Yep. You would yep. think they have a realistic expectation of what they think the show can do on a Saturday night mm-hmm. in that time slot, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw somebody had put up something quick earlier today just about how wrestling's a premium for television. They were talking about the USA Network. And I guess if you pull... WWE off of the USA network, they would be like one of the bottom networks or something oh, like that wow. from ratings perspective. Now, granted, WWE's getting, you know, 1.5, 1, between 1.5 and 1.8 million 1. viewers every every week. But um, it's interesting that you, ha- you kind of had the same 
thoughts. You know, Renisha but you also like, say that it, it felt a little different, though. And see, for me, you asked that we watch it back on TV. I really didn't watch it back on TV, but I did hear um, the commentary because I wanted to see how it came across. And now the commentary did sound different to me. And I actually really enjoy the commentary. But being live at that show, I think Matt and I were talking. I just felt like it was a really great dynamite. To me, it was no difference. Now, like I said last week, I need a couple of episodes of Collision to let you know if I'm going to make sure I watch it outside of us doing a show that we have to report on it or talk about it, would I actually make it appointment viewing? Um, I want to give it at least a couple of weeks before I answer that part of the question. But to me, it was a great show. I loved all the matches, but it did to me live. It didn't feel different. I think it came with the production and the commentary um, okay. is where it really, because like, but I'll be honest with you, tell you this though, I would much rather watch collision than dynamite to be honest with you if i could if i can if i could somehow swift sw- switch those shows i would much rather watch collision and its presentation um than dynamite right now because i and enjoy then, collision much more than dynamite last night to be honest with you and then so then tell us um why you say that is it are you strictly basing that off of because we're talking about one one show so are you basing that off of punks can be on saturdays the commentary team and House of Black, because I know you're huge House of Black fans, or is it more huge. than that? I think it's everything. You know, you know and like, what if what if what if CM Punk also one Bill Phil? Like, right? And I didn't Bill get Phil. it when he said it. I didn't get it when he said it in the in the moment. Right? Like, I didn't know we I didn't know what he was talking about. But the rumor was that you know CM Punk helped the company get a, a, a one billion dollar deal, right? Network for these shows, so they call them one Bill Phil. Um, CM Punk is money. I mean, like he he definitely we have been talking. Well, I have been saying it right that they the AEW need like a shot in the arm. I think CM Punk is that. Like he he ejected some energy into that show that we haven't had in quite some time. He did it for Collision. He did it, you know, for a brief moment on Dynamite. Um, I like the overall show flow. As I said, like the 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 show flowed a little differently than Dynamite does. I'm on top of the stars that they had on the show. Now, if this is going to be a soft launch, if I'm going to consistently see Miro, I'm going to consistently see Punk on the show, if I'm mm-hmm. going to consistently see Andrade on the show, um, Thunder Rosa, well, jury still out with Thunder Rosa. I wasn't really a fan of her her title run. Um, but right. we're, I'm going to see all my favorites on this show in this new structured creative um, with a little bit different. Because um, Kevin Kelly tells... A, a wrestling story a little bit different than Excalibur, right? Excalibur is big on, you know, telling the history of these of the wrestlers and really going into the moves. When Kevin Kelly's kind of, almost kind of old school, he's trying to tell a story about the actual match itself, uh, which is very appreciative. I, I just like the little things that he did differently on Collision, um, and I think it's great. I just wish it was on a different night. So. Where does that leave Wardlow? That was a terrible transition, wasn't it? Anyways, I would just wanted to ask that because that was fresh on my mind. Hey, Matt, what did I text you? <laughs> like about no, no, okay. Actually, I, I sometimes I forget you guys are live. I no, it's next. It was next night. It was next day. I, I didn't watch uh, Collision. I said I hope I never see Wardlow <laughs> touch that title. Ever again. <laughs> I and what are they doing believe, with him? I cannot believe they flipped the belt again. Yeah. What are they doing with him in that title? That, that I don't get it. <laughs> I, it, it. When I say I don't get it, I don't get why they're doing it to Warlow. I think we have a chance of doing a fantastic story 
if Christian thinks he won the championship. Because <laughs> he damn sure, damn right? That's celebrated definitely where they're going, he did. right? He, okay, he that's going to be going. great TV. Yep. Love it. But why do it at the expense of Warlow? Again. He is dead, man. Like, And he got a really good response from the crowd, too. Yeah. Which I was surprised yeah. about. They were there he for him the dick, entire yeah. match. They were there for mm-hmm. him the entire match. I, I, I throw my hands up. I, I don't know. I don't, they have, I don't they have to be, they have to be, all right, I'm going to re- rebuild this character. He, it's not working. It's not working. And, you know, here's the thing. I think he's fine with the haircut. But, man, I feel, it's, it's like Samson. Man, he ain't been the same since. He has not been the same. Yeah. Nope. Right? He doesn't look the same. Like it's like, it's like it's physically he doesn't look the same. No. Nope. Um, he doesn't have it's 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 like he cut his hair and it's like he lost all his superpowers. Like I hope look, I don't know if the plan was to rebuild it, but rebuild him, but I hope it is because he's dead in the water. Yeah, he's dead. He's lost the title three times already now. Especially because the loss made no sense. Mm-mm. That was a match we just found out about a few days before that show. It wasn't, you know what I mean? It wasn't like it was something they were building towards. And the match was strong too. That was a, that was a really good match. Oh um, yeah, it sucks, man. It sucks because I, I am so high on Warlow, but I used to be. Yeah, I, I don't get used it. To be to your point earlier, E, you were talking about Collision, and if I had to bet, or if I had to just only pick one show, I don't know which one I would pick. But they have such a strong lineup. I mean this this week. Tanahashi versus Swerve, Brody King versus Andrade, Willow versus Nyla Rose, and then CMFTR and Ricky Starks versus the Gun Club and Bullet Club Gold. That is a hell of a lineup. Yeah. It really, really is. So, and, and what do we get on Dynamite? We got Action and Andrade, and. You know, Dante Martin, not Dante, it's not Dante. Uh, Darius. Darius, Darius, Darius. Martin. A.R. Fox versus, you know, Budico, Sammy Guevara, and uh, what's my man's name? He said Budico. Uh, no, he Jericho. didn't say that. I know. Uh, Come on, Suzuki. Uh, yeah, Suzuki. Like, right? If, if you're into Suzuki, he I guess that might have been a big match. But, you know, against the job squad? Come on. That match was great, man. Nobody it was. Nobody attention to the match. But I remember yeah. sitting there during that match, and I actually said to Rhodesia, I said, I wonder if this show is coming across as good on TV as it is live. Because I was last night was also another really strong show being there live. Mm-hmm. But here's here's the thing, though. I get it's a good match, right? And AEW is going to give you a good match. But true to what Rhodesia was saying earlier in the day, right, about Dominic, who people actually care about, against Cody. You go into that match, you know that my guys aren't winning that match you know you know they're there to give you an entertaining uh entertaining loss and like in, at the end of the day it's about characters and stories like right like you can they like they're known for for great matches and that's what dynamite gives you they're going to give you a bunch of great i want some great stories right and i think you're going to get more of that on collision because you're on dynamite we're going to get a bunch of you know great matches that that go nowhere that doesn't really do anything other than give you a great match so but okay so just for that and i I know what you're saying overall but i'll play devil's advocate for that match we did get a great story you got sting at the end of the match coming out with darby saying that we'll find out who their tag partner is they accept we'll find out who their tag partner is going to be on saturday so we got that part of it and it's the go home show for, for forbidden door so if we have these njpw talents 
in our ecosystem right now. Let's let's use them. I can understand if you're not a New Japan fan as somebody you don't care about Suzuki, maybe you don't care about Okada. You know what I mean? Tanahashi, you don't care oh, about that's Tanahashi. That's blasphemy. Oh, that's yeah, but like for us that like we know these people and we've been watching them for years and years and years, that was a big deal for me. But I I understand what you're saying overall. No, that part was a was a big deal, but not the the job match that led before it. Like we could have shortened that and had something I think, else. I think, but the majority of the mat, the majority of the matches though in any promotion is just to get to the next thing. What I mean by that is there is nobody in the world that thinks Finn has a shot against Seth Rollins at Money in the Bank. Not a they, shot. They try, they, hey, they they they're they're trying they damn to try to give you that impression though. Maybe, right. but they're we know they hard. have no shot. They we we know he doesn't have a shot. And I think the match is gonna be good. They're building them up the right way. But uh do we Oh, uh, what else? There, I think Rhodesia, were you saying something else about AEW? Um, no, not particularly. Um, just MJF finally got weaseled into taking a Tanahashi match, accepting it by Adam Cole. So I thought that was pretty cool. Sometimes going to these shows live when they tape two shows, it's kind of hard for you to remember which one was which show. So you don't want to mm-hmm. give away something too much. I had to go back and look. Uh, but yeah, it's this weekend anyway. So I mean, just last night though was so incredible because we got to see Okada and. I know for some people who probably don't know who he is, they're like, okay, who is this guy? I remember when I first got into like maybe AEW, the independent scene kind of wrestling, there were so many times people will pop for new people. And I'm like, okay, I'm hyped too because I can feel everybody else's energy, but I don't know who the person is. But like when Okada came out, he's like a million bucks to me. I mean, when, when Sonata came out, oh, wait, okay. No, no, that was Dynamite, right? That was on Rampage. Okay, never mind. Well, they'll be hearing it. They'll be seeing it tonight. I'll just end it there. Point is, these are like, I don't want to use the word God, but these are gods coming into the ring and you're getting to see them and oh, you don't wow. get to see them often. So to me, it, it's it's anytime I can see Okada, I'm just, I'm excited. You know, you can uh, see him every Thursday on that. <laughs> I, I meant like in person. <laughs> we don't have XS TV. <laughs> And then something else that happened, super cool and dynamite, (laughs) or Rampage, I guess. But I think it was dynamite. Um, That'd be part of my TFW moment of the week, though. But that's about it. You were were taking notes after every match. You can't keep your damn notes right of what show was what? No, I only keep my notes because I I get tired of you saying that I don't be remembering stuff. So I can go back and check my receipts. I can go back and check my receipts. That's what those notes are for, is for me to go check my receipts. You're like, damn, I still didn't remember it. Uh, (laughs) You you mentioned mentioned Adam Cole and MJF. Yeah. I am more excited for them being in a tag tournament than I am probably, (laughs) seriously, than I am probably anything outside the bloodline for wrestling right now. I think AEW has such an incredible opportunity with them two being put together Partners. for a few weeks. <laughs> Even their their Shivani part, shut what they say, uh, shut the hell up, Shivani, or shut up, yeah, oh, whatever at they the same time. At the same time, <laughs> yeah, yep. that was just a little bit of a glimpse of what we can get mm-hmm. if they find a way to get on the same page in one or two or three of these matches. I am more excited about that, and yes, that is what you guys know. I'm a story character type person when i saw that i was like incredible we haven't really had anything like that from AEW before you know the whole can they coexist wwe completely overuses that we get it mm-hmm. a, a lot uh yeah. we don't get it from AEW, and i think they're going to do it very smart anything mjf does is smart um and it's interesting to, to think that like damn is adam cole working up to mjf's level and not the other way around 
Interesting. That's good. Like that's good. You were you were worried about um, Adam Cole if he's going to yeah. be hot enough to stand next to MJF. So I'm glad that you're really feeling it. Yep. Yep, they've done a good job over the last couple and he, weeks. And he looks really comfortable, too. So that's, I think, just part of like what swagger is about, that you have that confidence in yourself. Adam Cole doesn't mm. look phased at all when MJF is out oh, there. no. At He's all. been there. He's mm-hmm. been there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we're not going to, of course, break down or preview Forbidden Door. To me, I look at it as it's like an all-star game. Yep. You know what I mean? But I do have a question for you guys. How do you okay. think they come up with who's winning? Do you think like it is known when they when they who, who knows how long they've had these matches planned for? I'm going to assume they've had it planned probably for a while. How do you think they decide as they being Tony and I forgot the guy's name, head of NJPW, who wins Brian versus Okada? How do you think do you think like just how do you how do you guys think they come up with that? I couldn't even tell you. I would I would say naturally the the two big like titles maybe. But Okada and Brian, they're not even wrestling for a title. So I, I don't know. I, I would think that the big titles will stay in New Japan. But you, they also have a working contract with each other, too. And we saw Kenny hold the New Japan title for a while. Now he what, he has like the U.S. championship of New Japan yep. that he's had forever, too. So I, I don't know. I think maybe the, the big, big titles stays in New Japan. Everybody else, it's whatever. Hey, so I, I got to be honest with you. So, like, I'm a... You know, I book. I do a lot of booking on uh, WW2K K Universe, so I have experience in this. So, Tony Khan, you might want to take some notes. <laughs> this is what you do. You Make look sure at he these, pays ma- you for it, though. First, make sure you pay him. And I see, like, you. listen, listen. See, uh, I give out some. I give out free samples. Oh Lord, I give out free. I give out free samples to get your mouth watered. There you go. Right, you know, <laughs> show then, me the money. And then, we, and then, but when you're thirsty, you know where to come. All right. <laughs> So let me tell you what, if you look at these matches where they're constructed, right? You got Okada and Brian. You can kind of guess who's who's, who's going to win lose that match, right? Who? You tell right. me. I think if, if if you look at it, if they need somebody to take a lose, take a loss, it definitely could be Brian. Okay. Right? Sure. Because if, if New Japan said, hey, we're going to build Okada uh, futuristically against Sonata as a champion, we need him to go over strong. Brian mm-hmm. can afford to lose that match. Right, you got mm-hmm. Sonata, who's the champion, defending against Jungle Boy. Now, do we honestly think that Jungle Boy can beat him for the championship? It could be a nice, awesome surprise if they wanted to be a surprise. But at the end of the day, Jungle Boy could take that loss. And Sonata, would... Sonata had an interview today and said, basically, I don't even know who Jungle Boy is. I don't know why I'm having this match. <laughs> hey, that's like, real talk. He probably don't. Hey, you know, one thing. I don't know if you guys are familiar with his character. I'm sure you are, Matt. I love um, Sonata. Love, but you know, Sonata. he's. Like his new look as the uh, the the Japanese bucks, version man. of of mm-hmm. Ric Flair, he, he bucks. looks it, man. Mm-hmm. He yes, looks sir. great. Yep. You know, and and to be honest with you, like, look, you know, I think he's. I've always thought he's a beautiful man. No, he was always fine. Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's, 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 no, he's, he's always, always fine. Beautiful man. Beautiful man. That's why it's I was a fan of Sonata because he was easy on the eyes for me. But you know, he definitely Jungle Boy can take that loss, right? Mm-hmm. So you could definitely what you would think they would do is they say, okay, these are the wrestlers that I'm building something with and they can't afford to take a loss. Like who can we match them up against? And so in these matches, it looks like they, there's, there's people who can definitely take a loss. But if they, if they were to win, it will definitely be a surprise. Um, but for when I'm looking at the card and we're not going to do it, I think it, it's definitely you can, you can kind of tell who the winners and losers of these matches are going to be. 
still going to be phenomenal matches, but I still I think there's, you still can kind of tell based on who they're matched up against. Because there's, there's not like there's, there's you, you don't we're not seeing Sonata versus MJF like right in in a in a match. Because then okay, definitely who's going to take that pin? Like right, right. They're, they're, it's not those matches. Um, they're they're paired up for a reason. Yep, so, to be a good show that Sunday. I, I do, I do want to know just for the two because these are the two that I really truly care about. Um, who you think is going to win that? I'm gonna call it the Fatal Four Way, where three of the championships are up. Or I guess only the AEW International Championship is up, but it's three title holders. So Danny Garcia, Orange Cassidy, Shibata, and Zach Saber Junior. Who you think? Right, is only win? only the international was up for grabs, right? Only only the international, yep. Yeah, I I would imagine that Orange would continue to win. However, um, all of those guys are working with AEW, so it wouldn't surprise me if he were to lose. I don't think he will. I think they're like I would like to see them run back the Swerve and Orange match at some point. Um, but you know, Zach is it's under I don't know if he's under contract, but he's working, you know, with ROH. Sabata is the pure champion. Um, so I mean any of them could win, but I think you're gonna see Orange. Okay. I kinda want Danny to win that one because Swerve didn't get it. I kinda want to see Danny get it. Danny um, ain't hot. Danny <laughs> he ain't is hot to me. He is to me. Oh, oh, that's kind of hot. I ain't talking about that now, you understand. Uh let's go with a shocker and let's have Zach Saber win so he walks into all in. In his home country as a champ. Ah, look at you. Okay. As a, as a champ champ? Yep. And he, I mean, and lose it. Because I, yeah. I need that belt on an AEW talent after. But I yeah. think that would be a really cool story. That's so for cool. Him to be able like to have what an ugly title into. that uh, television championship he has is. Goodness. You know what? It, it looks much better in person than it does on TV. <laughs> does it? It does. Yeah, it looks mm. much better in person than it does. When I first saw it, I was like, this is Because like they, they have it block. squared to look yeah. like a television, right? <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say like rectangleish, but yeah, yeah, square. Yeah, I guess what a yeah. god awful design. Yeah, and then my, my last one would be, of course, which I thought was going to be the main event, but it's not, or there, I don't think it is. But between Kenny and Will Ospreay, besides no, all Okada, of us winning Okada as fans, is main event. I know that. I just said that. You said, you said I don't be. think it is. Okay, oh. what I'm saying is, we all thought. Well, I thought Kenny and Will Ospreay was going to main event, but it came out that they are not the main eventers. So. Who do you think is going to win out of that? You know, I think that they're going to run this match back. I think we're going to get a best of three. Okay. Right? And so you can't do a best of three without um, Will finally getting one over on old Kenny. So I'm going to go with Will with a successful win. Or if he doesn't win, it'd be some kind of a stupid finish. But... At the end of the day, but if you think about it, it can't be a stupid finish because right now Kenny is booked into uh wait, he's feuding with uh uh Callis right now. Yeah, yep. what's my man's name? Yeah. Take a shit up. Yep. That boy looked like a million bucks too mm, in that backstage promo. He's another he's another handsome guy. Yep, mm, that boy uh-huh. looked like a million oh, bucks, man. Guy. Uh give me um Kenny's losing. I told you guys Kenny's gonna lose until we get the Golden Lovers back. So okay. he's going to lose probably maybe due to Takeshita's interference. Maybe I don't, I don't, I don't want that. Cause that you guys know how high I am on that match from Wrestle Kingdom this past January. still a top mm-hmm. two, three match mm-hmm. for me of the year. I think they actually surpassed that match. Oh, this weekend I do. Okay. And again, I think, uh, Will Ospreay takes that belt back to 
in JPW. Cool. Oh, you guys already know who who's gonna. Did they, did they, you guys, do you guys already know who's gonna who, who uh, Eddie Kingston's gonna announce? Yes. Okay, yeah, they did it at the end of Dynamite. Yeah, they said it in the Dynamite. Yep. Oh, I thought I was. So I missed that part. Yeah, I missed that first. Tell me who, who was it. Tell, tell me yep. who was it. Ishi. Tomohiro. Ishii. Ishii so is, is is the other. Oh, sh- Yep, and it was. I it was, was gonna so get good. the Golden Lovers. No Golden. Oh lovers. no, 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 not no, not yet. No, because he, like, it, it makes sense, him. right? Because I'm like, well, how would why would Eddie announce him? Right, he doesn't trust him. I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. okay. Yep, and it was cool to go back and watch it. You you like the way they did it? Uh, it was it mm-hmm. was like so like it felt like a shoot. Yeah, between and it was cool because and, it, between him and Moxley. Yeah, yeah. Because the last 10 minutes when we they were coming back for the final segment, we are like, oh, we only have 10 more minutes left. And there was like a lot of things coming up next. So that was a really powerful last 10 minutes of the show. Hmm. Last thing on Forbidden Door for me, I think we get numerous surprises on that show. Numerous? Yeah, I do. Yep. And I think that it is going to really play in perfectly to All In in the UK. And then a week later, All Out, presumably back here in... Chicago. So really strong week of AEW TV to hopefully lead to a, a great weekend here with week two of collision and then forbidden door and uh, all course roads lead to all in Wembley. What else y'all got? Good. TFW moment of the week. TFW, moment of the week. You guys know by now, this is a moment we want to highlight from the past week that we enjoy. If it is wrestling related, it is up for grabs. My TFW moment of the week comes from Dynamite this week. The guns did it again, damn it. <laughs> Gun Club's entrance. Fantastic. I'm a big fan of their music. Uh, but I love just how their entrance is shot. It looked super awesome in person. Um, and actually, I think it was Austin who tweeted a couple hours ago that, uh, let me see, because I had retweeted it again. He said that if this tweet gets a thousand retweets, Tony Khan, you have to give us many men as our permanent entrance. <laughs> yes. And if you yes. guys remember, they did that yes. back in April where they came out to 50 cents, mini men. And it was yes. the hardest entrance I have ever I've seen, ever seen in, my life. in AEW. And it is right now up to 2,421 retweets. So we hit a thousand. I don't know if Tony Khan has responded. Let me see real quick. Uh, he left and we know over. Tony, he, he, ain't a, he ain't afraid. <laughs> he ain't afraid to spend money for it. Like what I what we heard on um what was it on Busted Open I think maybe they talked about the Collision theme song and how much money he paid for it. Hey, you could pay for Mini Man. Yeah, he hasn't responded yet, but he's he's 50, way past 50's his thousand retweets. Get that, Tony. Yep, get that pay going. For that, it. that that probably will be my TFW moment of the week. Every single week <laughs> they show for up months, for as months. if it's Mini Man as their entrance. But that that was my TFW moment of the week. So I just knew that you was going to take this one. Um, so I'm not going to say that. I'm going to go with what I planned with. And it is the, from AEW Dynamite, the seven, I'm on the count of seven, the seven gyrations of Danny Garcia. 
he hits this move so hard and feels it so hard in the ring, outside the ring when he's coming in his entrance. So much so that even Orange Cassidy hit it last night too. So his gyration, his little pelvic thrust that he hits, um, that is my TFW moment of the week. It's so cool to see it in person because every time he hit, the, the crowd popped and laughed. Did, did you really count how many times he did it? I did. <laughs> so you can't keep track on what the hell was on Dynamite or Rampage or what happened on Raw or SmackDown. But you are counting hip thrusts yeah. from a It's the TFW moment of the week. Yeah, and he said it too. He said he's not a wrestler. He's a sports entertainer. I'll be damned. Yeah. Hey, Matt, that, that was my wife. We'd be having a conversation after the pod goes off, to be honest with you. But hey, I'm old enough to be my child. I'm, I'm old enough to be his mama. And uh, so then it probably dude. shouldn't have been your TFW. No, not, but, but it's not if, the sexual thing. It's him hitting it. No, it's and not how, a sexual how thing. Think, no, how old do you think he's like, is? He's like 25. He's like 24. He's like 25. He's like 24. Yeah. Every single time the fucking show goes off the rails at the end. And it is too late to save it. Man, go ahead. What, what Eastside, are we trying please. to save from? What are we trying to save from? You it's talking about gyrations and then he could be old enough to, young enough to be your son. So then why are you counting gyrations? Because it's not and a sexual it, thing. It is purely just how hype he gets. Just like how hype I get with the bucks. The bucks with the guns come out. I'm talking the same thing for Danny. He be killing it. It's, it's there a was a pelvis thrust though, oh, right? That's meant to Correct. me. Okay. That's a dance um, move. But, and, and, uh, but there, there is a Daniel Garcia that's 47 years old, though. He's <laughs> no. he's an American video music video commercial director. <laughs> Just does so he know. pelvic thrust? Doesn't say it, but does oh, say okay. he practices computer computer animation and graphic design. He's directing videos <laughs> for such bands as Mates of State, The Go Team, and TV on the Radio. Oh, I know that song. Um, and it, it was also best music video in See? 2008. SSSW Festival. Oh my God. They probably Sorry gyrate in that guy. video. Uh, last week it was great pants. This way it's pelvis thrust. Hey, I, I want to go ahead and. Um, she got some issues, my, doesn't she? My TFW moment of week is how, how we started the show. It's the bloodline. We got to finish the show with the bloodline. Um, it was a great moment. I really enjoyed, super enjoyed um, that storyline moment we had with the Usos exploding out and kicking Roman Reigns right in the mouth. Phenomenal moment for me as a fan. I didn't expect it. I didn't think we were getting that on that show. So it was even more of a shot that we even got it right when we got it. Great moment, guys. Love it. Want to keep it going. Wow. The return of Punk was nobody's moment of the week, huh? Well, I typically follow direction. Technically, SmackDown was last Friday, so it wasn't this week. And I try not to talk about great sweatpants or gyrations. <laughs> I, I, I get I get my love and uh, infatuation and appreciation of you from Bianca Belair in the actual show, not at what? the end, to leave a lasting impression on our listeners. Also, too, there's a guy uh, who he, he he died at 80 years old when I typed in Daniel Garcia wrestler age. His name is uh, Hurasin Ramirez. He died at the age of 80. So rest in peace to, to Daniel Garcia Ortega. Uh, his, he's actually a wrestler. He's a Mexican luchador. He's also okay. an actor. See, this is when I'm going to start doing creative editing with the pod. This is when I'll start fading music out, and I'll just run the credits and the thank yous and the please follows just to cut all this out. So, he died October 31st, yeah, Guys, this is going to come soon. I, thank Mexico you for City, you know following Mexico. us as we ramble on and rest on. Rest in peace. 
During his career, his true identity oh and closely guarded secret, except to his closest family and friends, more closely guarded than Please follow our Twitter. Please follow us on YouTube. Did follow he follow his retirement. Like, follow. His mask has been used Tell by your friends. Primarily because Garcia did not own the rights to the name and mask. Garcia, also known as, considered as the most Thank you, everybody. I'm about to sign off if y'all not signing off. Of his time. And one of the most iconic luchadors.